Well, just say happy Father's Day before you sit down. Just say happy Father's You don't have to look at nobody. If you just say it, that's probably good enough for most of us. Some of us fathers were not so high maintenance. Others of us are. Right, baby? A little bit. A little bit. Not a whole, not so much, but a little bit. I started teaching Sadie on asking her how much Pop Pop loves her and how much does she love Pop Pop. And she always says, so much. And I got her doing that. And don't you know that my daughter would step in the middle of it? This was mine and Sadie's moment. <laughs> and my daughter's got to step in and say, just tell Pop Pop a little bit. So now she goes, I'll say, Sadie, how much you love Pop Pop? So much. And I go, Ooh, I love you so much. She'll go a little bit. I mean, build you up and pop your bubble all at the same time. Well, uh, don't ask me why I went there. I like sharing with you every once in a while. Well, I'm not going to go straight to Scripture. I want to talk to you first. So if you'll allow me to talk to you, I just want to come into your kitchen, to your living room, and I want to sit back on your couch for a minute. And uh, remember, today is what? So this is for mothers. Get over it. You just have to sit and endure the message. Can y'all deal with that? Why'd you take a deep breath on me? Did you just take a deep breath? Because she had to endure. Well, we've talked about who's been the father the longest, and we've talked about, I just want to talk to you, and we talked about who's been the father the shortest amount of time. And, you know, just listening to them and, and some of the things, you know, and, what, and what, they, what they talked about were two different ends of the spectrum. Um. The oldest didn't say anything about having the rejection of their daughter. And the youngest didn't talk about making decisions, well, obviously, making decisions for his daughter. But how many of you know that just being a father is not an easy job? Dads, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you. Just ignore the woman beside you. And, and do me a favor, because this is one thing that I have learned in not only through our marriage, but in, in my fatherhood. The more I kept my guard up, the less likely it was for me to father my children. It'll make sense to you after a while. If you've not been there long enough, it'll make sense to you as you grow into fatherhood. But the more that you try to be the manly man the less likely it is for you to show the compassion that your daughter so desires, that your son so long for. And, and I had to learn that over time because I, I, didn't have a, I didn't have what you want to call a poster model as a father. And I had to learn through these steps of becoming a father. I'm still becoming a father. I'm still becoming a father. And Charlie, I'm not sure that we'll ever reach the peak performance 
or the perfection, if you will, of being a father. I think we constantly grow into being a father because I think daily that we are faced with challenges and, and controversy in the home where the father has to come out. And see, most of us men, we think that being a father, man, it's just all about the discipline and spanking the tails and getting, getting the house right. Can I tell you that you don't really necessarily have to set the stage for discipline in the house if you're willing to let your guard down? Man, the easiest moment of my life to discipline my children was the moment that I surrendered to God and I told God to help me. Because once, I want to, I want to believe this, so don't bust my bubble, Sean. Your, your sister's not in here to, to bust my bubble. So. But I want to believe that my becoming a father was expressed better. Why am I going to cry? Um, because I learned to cry. And I don't care what you think about me for crying. I had to learn. But there was so much that I had to learn in becoming a father to my children. And one of the biggest areas was the discipline side. Because I thought that Men rule the house with an iron fist. You do it my way by God or you won't do it at all. You sit and listen. Sit up straight. Be quiet. Do you get that? He just, he just, he didn't, he didn't, he just, he just kind of looked at, he didn't say nothing. He just. <laughs> But this was just some of the stuff. Being a father has one of the hardest roles in life that I've ever experienced. I left home when I was 18 years of age just to get out of the house because I didn't want to live in the environment that I was being brought up in. It wasn't for it wasn't because my family member, my brother-in-law, the one that's supposed to care for me, sent me off on some steel platform and said, go enjoy the world. Go learn a trait. But he led me to that, well, you know what? You're steps of a, never mind. Anyway, so off and running, I left at 18 years of age. That was hard. I had not been outside the state of Virginia. Shoot, I don't even know if I'd ever been outside the, the county of Botetourt. I might have explored Roanoke once or twice. That was big time. 
That was a long way away from home. It was scary because you people were cray cray. <laughs> but leaving home was a big scary adventure for me. I'd never been outside of my home. I was a mama's boy. Men, you ought to learn to become that if you're not. It may show the more subtle side of who you are. I have felt the pressures of being the one to discipline in the home. How many, how many men have ever had to come back home and you had to hear the story, I already told them and I'm not going to tell them again and I just told them, you wait till your daddy gets home. I mean, we strum up the fear of the father and we wonder why the father struggles being the father. I have lived in seasons of not having all the answers. Have you ever had to look at your child and say, I'm not sure. And if you lied to your child, shame on you. And you told them some fib. And you know that wasn't the God's honest truth. You didn't have the answer. You just didn't want to leave them. I've experienced moments of betrayal. Now I'm talking about being a father. Don't, don't start categorizing this as friends and, and overseers and this person at job. I'm talking about being a father. I'm talking about the things that I have experienced in fatherhood. If you don't understand, then ain't nothing I can do to help you. I've experienced the moments of betrayal. I've carried the weight that comes with balancing family and provision. Some of the hardest things was to have to work 12 and 14 and 16 hours in a day. Some of the hardest things was having to work on holidays while your children and their mother would enjoy family outings and time. Some of the hardest things that I had to deal with was to sit and go do jobs that I didn't want to do and I would much rather spend it at home. <laughs> I had to learn to become Mr. Fix-It. Well, I had to fix it all. Daddy broke. Daddy broke. Daddy fix it. Daddy fix it. I've had to learn to love each of my kids differently. Not because one's more deserving than the other. But I've had to learn to love them differently. Harder on one than I was the other. And Sean said, Amen. <laughs> but I had to love them differently. I still have to love them differently. Even at their adult age, I still have to love them. There are some hard moments between me and Megan. I have to love them differently. See, you may not get it right now. But as you grow into fatherhood, you're going to get it. You're going to learn. You're going to learn to get it.
I have done this with God and I have done it without God. And can I tell you that when I chose to do it with God, you was waiting on me to say it was much easier, weren't you? <laughs> it wasn't. It became more complicated, Kim. Because now I didn't have the standard. He set the standard. See, it's, it's one thing. Whew. It's one thing to set the standard in your home as a father based on your ideologies. Based on what you think you ought to be. Based on how you think a father should be. <laughs> it's another thing to do it based on how he says that a father should be. It's different. Man, is it different. See, I used to be able to discipline. When I run this thing without God, and I ran it, she'll tell you, I run it, house. You done it daddy's way, you didn't do it. But when I done it that way, man, it was so much easier. Because I say, I don't care if you like it or not, and I'd walk off. It didn't matter to me. I'm going to light your tail up and set you in. It didn't matter. Then I started doing it his way, and the standard became just a little higher. The bar was set. It was raised a little more. And then it was that phrase that I used to laugh at. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Can I be honest with you? Whew, boy, it used to crush me. After I started doing this with God. Because I started to understand what he would go through when it come time to discipline me. It was a different outlook. See, now it wasn't just, I'm going to make you feel. Because you won't listen, I'm going to make you feel. It was, I don't want you to feel. But I've got to get you to listen. Man, being a father is the hardest thing I have ever done. And yes, that means even pastoring you. <laughs> But that also takes in another role of being a father. I never thought, Charlie, I never thought I'd have to father someone of your age. I didn't know I'd ever have to do that. And who am I to look at someone that's gone through life way more than I have and counsel? Fatherhood is the hardest thing I have ever gone through in my life. And it, I think it's because I desire so much to be the father that I didn't have. I refused. It took a while, didn't it, Bubba? It, it took a minute, but I come around. I mean, give me just a little bit, you know, just. 
It took a while. But I come around. What are you doing? Did you wipe your nose with that? That's not love. That's disgusting. I just dropped something. Anyway, okay. Forgot where I was at. See, you do that to me every time. Husbands, when your wife don't give you giddies. I come around. (laughs) I got back. And it was so much different being a father then. And now, still yet learning to be a father. Now I'm having to adjust to an older Bubba and an older baby girl. But I still have to be their father. I'll always be their father. They may not like it. They just have to take that up with daddy. But it's hard even now. Because it's almost as if I've got to take, I don't know if there is such a thing, but maybe taking fatherhood to a level of ministry now because they've become adults. They've become mom and daddy themselves. And I don't like to correct my children now. But I do, Charlie. I still tell them, you, you can make the decision as long as it's the right one. <laughs> but I've sat and I've watched my kids grow. And some of the things that I've watched them go through, I wasn't happy with. And instead of me being able to point my finger at them, I had to go back and rewind life. And I had to take the finger pointed at me because of some of the things that they did go through because I didn't set the stage properly. Now, I'm not saying, fathers, don't beat yourself up right now because you're going to make mistakes and you're going to do the wrong things. You're going to say the wrong things. You're going to act the wrong way. You're going to be there at the wrong times. You're going to have these things in life. But I set and re pushed rewind on my life to look at the areas and I said, Man, I wish I would have done. Man, I should have done. See, some people would place blame on me for being a perfectionist. Just a little bit. Because I want to do right all the time. I don't want to be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. I am my Worst critic. I don't need anybody to tell me I'm wrong. I don't need anybody to tell me I could do better. I don't need anybody to tell me I made a mistake. I already know. And I'm already beating myself. That's probably why some of the times you get a, 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 a backlash from me. Because I already know. I don't need you to tell me. I'm already beating myself up inside my head. And if you're a father worth your weight... Trust me, you don't, if you, if you need the woman of the house, 
to tell you where you are wrong. As a father, you better get a closer relationship and a closer walk with Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit is a lot quicker, a lot more intelligent, a lot more knowing than your wife. And you better tune your heart to God. Because see, when he corrects you, it's a little bit, it's a little less stressful than. (laughs) We'll leave it right there. Through my fatherhood, I have had many failures. I've experienced many, many failures, but I have also experienced many successes. The unfortunate side of that scale, if you've ever put yourself on a scale and you've ever weighed out your successes and your failures, how many men, how many fathers can say that their failures seem to weigh a little heavier than their successes. See, sometimes we forget on how good of a father that we have been. Sometimes we don't give ourselves credit about being the good father that we are because we are often reminded of the things that we've let go and the, and the decisions that we've made that didn't do right by people. And those are the decisions that we have a tendency to carry around. Those are the failures that we have a tendency to take with us daily. And that weighs on a husband. It weighs on a father. See, everything that I'm talking about right now through my life, and and here again, I'm I'm not coming into your life because I'm sure you've got some failures too. You done your hair wrong this morning and my sister caught it. (laughs) But we've all, as fathers, we've all had our failures. We've all had our dose of failures. But can I... But can I help you this morning? You've had good measure of success. More than you are willing to acknowledge. You've had good measure, good teaspoons, good doses, good ounces of fatherhood. See, not everybody in here right now may be a father Some of you may be getting groomed to be and to become a father. Some of you father and you don't even know that you father. And what you're doing is fulfilling scripture when it talks about the the seasoned men. I don't like saying older men. (laughs) Except when I'm talking Charlie. (laughs) But the seasoned men, we are to look after the younger men in church. In the body of Christ. And we, we are to nurture them and raise them. And sometimes, don't you know, the ones that don't have children are sometimes the best fathers. Because the desire to be a father has never come to fulfillment. And they're looking for an out. And God said, what a blessing. I'm a using. Here's a man for you. Go speak into his life. 
But a lot of these failures have left me in seasons of loneliness. See, because I've had to deal with not having the right answer. I've had to deal with not being able to fix it. I've had to deal with not providing. I've had to deal with And the pressures weighed. And I would find myself sitting and going, I don't even know why I bother. And I would find myself lonely. I'm, I'm, I'm in this thing all by myself. I have to. <laughs> I'm having to deal with a wife that's going through hell and I'm having to walk with her. I'm having to tend to the home. I'm having to provide. I'm having to be Mr. Fix-It. I'm having to be Mr. Everything to Everybody. I'm tired, I don't even know why I want to continue to push on and push forward because it's not changing anything. I feel like I'm in this fight by myself. Boy, I got a word for you. <laughs> done everything I know how to do. I can't do it all. have to be here I've got to be there I've got to answer this I've got to answer that I've got to provide this I have to provide that daddy you're not alone you're not alone I said that I just seen David running out on the battlefield facing a man that put fear in everyone else's heart caused armies armies this one man caused armies to retreat and God just showed me that picture of David running out on the field. It would appear that he was alone. Maybe, we, maybe, maybe you need a prayer this morning like Elijah. And he said, God, I pray that you open his eyes that he may see 
that there are more for us than there are against us. That's my prayer for you this morning, Dad. Is that God will open your eyes and show you that there's more for you as a father than there is against you. You're not alone. I know it's troublesome sometimes. And it, I'm going to say it on a Sunday, it sucks. I said that on a Sunday. Being a father's not easy, brother. Oh, it, give a man a proud moment. <laughs> and be debilitating at the same time. See, maybe this is why God puts us through what we have to tend to, Sean, in the early years of, of childhood. Because he wants us to understand that in that... Girl, you better stop smiling at your pop-pop. I will come and grab you. That ear, she would do like this. She, it was everything she had. She just a smiling. The twinkles in her eyes kill me. But it's in the, the infancy of the children that we father. And maybe it's God trying to show us in, in a season that we are helpless without him because baby can't talk. You don't know what's wrong from one second to the next. If the baby crying, first thing we do, we check a diaper, then we force a bottle, and then we panic. Because the, you know the answer to babies crying. It's only change a diaper, feed them, or burp them. That's the only, that's the... That's the only three answers. And when they don't work, fathers, how helpless do you feel? This ain't about mama's day, so I'm not asking you mamas how you feel. I said the daddies. Daddies, how helpless do you feel even when the mothers are trying to tend to the baby and it's not fixing the problem? How helpless after all, you're the father. You're the provider. You're the keeper. You're the protector. I just want to share a little bit with you this morning about what I've experienced in fatherhood because I want you to know that you're not alone. Even though you feel that you're alone. And I'm not saying that you're not alone based on I'm going through it too. That's not what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you're not alone. Not because you're dealing with some of the things. Not because you're going through some of the things. It's the fact that you're not alone. See, as a father, we can't lose hope. There's, there always has to be a hope there for the father. There has to be a hope. Charlie, there has to be a hope that there's going to be a turning point. In the relationship between us and our children. There's got to there's be a hope that there's going to be. If there's no hope that there's going to be a turning point. Then why even bother? 
I wonder how many men have left this world because they didn't have another man to show them that there's hope. I wonder how many men have left this world based on the premises that they did not feel that they were a sufficient father. I wonder if that statistic's out there. I wonder how many men have, have laid down the mantle of being a father because, after all, it's no use. Children's out running around and running the muck and just gone cray-cray. Why even bother? I beg you this morning, if you're a father or coming to be a father, don't ever lay your mantle down. Yeah, the mantle's heavy. That's why it was put on your shoulder. But there's hope. You're not a failure. You have successes. You'll only be a failure the moment that you stay down. It's not going to be easy to get back up. But get up. Let me help you with this. And I'm, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm not trying not to keep you all day. But I just I want to help you. Experiencing all these ups and downs in my life. In my personal life. Fatherhood has put me in a place where I felt so alone, not having the answers, not being successful, loving the wrong way. I wonder how many fathers have loved the wrong way. Charlie, I know you have, so me and you have something in common. We loved them. We're just trying to keep them out of trouble. That's all. With all the ups and downs that a father will face, you must know that there's still a hope. And that hope is found in Psalms 139. And if you'll allow me a moment. O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. And if I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, 
Surely the darkness shall fall on me. Even the night shall be light about me. Did did y'all hear that? If I say surely, the darkness shall fall on me. If I say surely, the darkness shall fall on me. Even the night shall be light about me. Even in my darkest moment, the light will be about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike you. For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned. Understand this, fathers, your days are fashioned for you. He tends to every day of your life. He has fashioned them. He has sewn them together. He has put your ways together that you might come out a good father. You're going to have bad stitching. You're going to have patches Maybe even tears nowadays because the fashion. Oh boy, that might be another sermon. That might be another sermon. How many of you, fathers, I'm still talking to you. You can still walk away with your failures and still look good. You can still be dressed in torn jeans and still accomplish what's called of you. Fashioned with tears. (laughs) When as yet there were none of them He put my life together even before there were days in my life. Even though I've made mistakes, he took care of it. Matter of fact, he took care of my mistakes before I made them. Boy, that's a good answer right there. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, then they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. You're a good father. 
doing a good job. Taking care of business. You got it, Bubba. Matt, you'll handle it. It'll be okay eventually. You just got a strong-hearted girl. You just got I got you. <laughs> Charlie, we're still learning. We're still learning. But fathers, I want you to know something. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. You're going to have to learn to lean on him. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Lean not into your own understanding. <laughs> Trust in the Lord. Boy, there's a couple sermons right there. Trust in the Lord. Lean not unto your own understandings. And acknowledge him in all your ways. Boy, there's three good principles for you, fathers. Don't ever forget. He got your back. And the front. He said he took care of it. He went before. He hedged before and he hedged after. He hedged after so that your failures can't keep up. You have to learn to shake your failures. He's not holding them against you. Sean, are you holding my failures against me? And don't, don't give me the church thing. Huh? No? Turned out to be okay, huh? <laughs> hey, I'll take... Listen, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't know the 12 years of hell that I put him through. And I'm not saying that lightly. If there's anybody in this church that has a right to look at me and say, I don't like you, But thanks to God and His grace. Amen. I can rest assured when my son says, I love you too, Dad. I can rest assured that that's, that's not a front. Would you stand with me? I told you I wasn't going to keep you all day, didn't I? Don't start looking at your watch. I'll make you sit down for another hour. It's only three? Oh, shoot. We're good. I am golden. <laughs> you know, I'd probably, uh, if I had a choice, jumping out of an airplane or being a father, I'd probably choose jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> <clears throat> with a parachute I love me don't make don't ever get that twisted I love me <laughs> but uh better be careful with that because some of the religious people go oh so you're one of them people lover of yourself not to that portion you gotta be you have to you've got to footnote everything you say dear if you don't people will crucify you they will stretch you far and wide and dig a hole deep and tan you. Head. Fathers, you're doing a good job. Yes. Fathers-to-be, you're doing a good job. Yes. You're just being 
being groomed. God's trying to work some stuff out. Be patient. 